We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Fill in the blanks still to come here on Sabres Live, and uh, we will do so with an emphasis on potential rule changes in hockey moving forward. Two critical dates on the Sabres schedule this year as we continue our teams of the day. January 9th at home, March 18th on the road. These are the next two chances for the Sabres to get their first ever win against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Will it happen this season, Marty? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Well, I mean, seriously, now at some point, like, I want to be careful because, like, if we start talking about, well, the last time the Sabres have beaten the Seattle Kraken, which is never, and we go year after year after year doing that, it's not going to look good for us, stuff, or we may get suspended uh, if we keep bringing that up. So uh, they better win, and they better get a, like, you got to get four points. Like at the end of the year, last year, you get a win against Seattle. You're in the playoffs, right? I and know. I'm not saying Seattle was a bad team. They're a playoff team, but excellent you get team. one of those win. Yeah, they were really good last year. They were a terrific story. Uh, upstaged only, if you will, by uh, their most recent expansion, uh, you know, Vegas. entry, which is the Vegas Golden Knights, who are yes. Stanley Cup champions. 0-4 is Buffalo all-time against Seattle. And there you have it. One of our teams of the day, great history, the Kraken and the Sabres. On to St. Louis, a much more longstanding rival <laughs> in the sense of the Blues coming in in 67-68 and the Sabres coming in in 70-71. This has not been a pleasant matchup over the course of time. Um, Buffalo is just 50, 59, and 17. The more troublesome note is on the road, <laughs> Buffalo is just 16 35 yeah. and 11. That ranks as one of their worst road performances historically against any franchise. And they are just one, seven, and two in St. Louis the last 14 years. But the best news that one just happened this year in one of the most beautiful Jersey matchups of all time. As the Sabres went into St. Louis, defeated them in their gold and blue unis. And oh my goodness, what a night. Owen Power scored for the second straight game. Tage Thompson had three points and the Sabres won their fourth in a row as they were rolling at that point in time and finally got the Blues monkey off their back. Yeah, so um, I don't recall a ton about the St. Louis Blues other than the fact, like I said to you, it was my last ever NHL game. I started, did not finish with the New York Rangers, and then I said, I'm done, I'm retiring. I do remember a game, Duffer, in 2000, right? So 99-2000 was my first full season, then I held out. Uh, missed training camp, missed the first month of the season or so. And then I signed, played a game in Rochester. And then my first game in 2000 was on November 18th. It was in St. Louis. And I came in and I'm like, I am going to show everybody what I got. 
Well, we lost that game. I made 35 saves on 38 shots. And I remember one of them was a bad dump in that went off the stupid partition in St. Louis that used to stick out all the time. It came back to the middle of the ice and I'm buying the net when they put a, a, a puck into the net. Um, I do remember you and I working a Sabres game. I filled in for Brad May one day when I wasn't like full time with you. And we're in St. Louis and we're up in this in the 300 level on oh, our no. little like intermission time. First mm-hmm. of all, I met the emergency backup goaltender. Remember, he was yeah. sitting like three rows in front of us, talked to him for a little bit. And then the guy right in front of us decided to get really, really drunk. And in the second intermission, we were talking about the game and he got up and started doing some pretty uh, significant gestures. Lude, lewd hand gestures. Is lewd that, hand is that? gestures. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even know what was going on. I was so into you and talking about the whole thing. He was between the two of us behind us and, and the graphics actually saved the whole look. Um, I went through Twitter today because I know I put it on Twitter years ago, but it wouldn't allow me to go back that far into mm. my timeline to find it again. So I could post it. Uh, and then that night we ended up at a couple of blues, uh, location and got some late night food at the casino where we stayed at. And it was, uh, that was one of my best trips to St. Louis because I never had a lot of success there. <laughs> that was Jordan and Al and you and me and late night food at the casino. Yeah, I want to yes. say about 4, 4.30, maybe. four. It, it was about as late as I've ever had late night food in St. Louis. <laughs> well, we had a traumatic weather experience in St. Louis one time where we had the tornado warnings in the morning at the hotel Ooh. and had to get to the basement of the hotel. And then that night while the game was going on, there were warnings again. And we were leaving out of a small airport in St. Louis, and there was a power failure at the airport. So we sat on the runway in the plane for hours and hours and hours before heading to oh. Detroit. And we didn't get to Detroit. This was the craziest thing ever. We we got into the hotel in Detroit after 4 a.m. And when you check in with these, you know, teams, um, you know, the hotel lays out your room keys um, on a couple of large tables yes. so people can efficiently check in with the team, get the room key and, and off you go. What was incredible was that at four 30 in the morning, there was another table of keys waiting for the Baltimore Orioles okay. who had not yet arrived. And they had a one o'clock game against the tigers that day. What? Yeah. It was early they? season, April. Wow. So, and they were coming from bad weather wherever they were. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is the reality that people can't fathom. Don't think about, you know, when you sit there and just arbitrate, you know, oh my gosh, this team's terrible today, or this guy looks off, or this person looks off. You know what I mean? Like, wow. what do you expect? <laughs> what could you possibly expect from an there's, athlete at this point in time? There's oh. another reality of what happens on the road is after the 0506 season, Jay McKee signs with the St. Louis Blues. Our first trip to St. Louis after that, the next year, we go to the practice rink and we're late. And Lindy is mad. And he's like, 20 minutes on the ice, everybody, 20 minutes. And I'm like, it's going to take me 30 minutes if I shut up and just get dressed. I can't get dressed in 20 minutes, but I'll give it my best, right? I get to my stall. My equipment is in one big ball and it's taped all around. Oh, Jay no. McKee got to our locker room before we got there and he put my pads at two like bookends and he put my pants, my chest and arm, my gloves, my skates, everything in between. And he wrapped it around with taped and now it's in a ball and it's right there. And I'm like, it's going to take me 15 minutes just to undo this. And I got, I'm going to have five minutes to get dressed. I got on the ice. I kid you not 10, 15 minutes late. 
Lindy was not amused, not amused. But I, I can't go out and say, it's not my fault. It's Jay McKee's fault. And so I just shut up, went to the to the net and took about like so many shots that day. I stayed an oh, hour extra. God. It was not fun. I was exhausted well, like I am today. But We mentioned, mentioned Ryan Miller earlier. I can't not think of St. Louis when I, you know, I can't think oh, of yeah. I, like to me, they're forever connected because of the last game where Ryan didn't play and the buzz in the building and who was going to play and who was going to back up, which turned out to be Ryan Vince. Ryan when Jonas Vince. Enroth got the win, right? And then you know, I was in the was, building and I was getting full. That was calls. against San Jose, ironically yes, enough. I was there. I was today. I was in the building. And, and 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 so was my family. And I remember Leilon sending a picture. So people didn't know hundred percent. My kids were really young, right? Yeah. And obviously the kids were big Ryan Miller fans, probably big Steve Ott fans too, quite frankly. Yeah. But I remember getting a picture texted to me of Izzy. And I can't find it for the life of me. Otherwise, I would embarrass her and put it on the air. If you've ever seen me with a sour look on my face, <laughs> think of it in mini me form when she found out that Ryan Miller was traded and she's just sitting there like, <laughs> like this. Like and arms stand, crossed and, and a pouty face. Oh, my gosh. And it was heartbreaking for them. And. Obviously, it was for so many fans, but I think of Miller and I think of Ott and I think of Steve Ott and Mike Weber now being with the St. Louis Blues and running into Mike um, at RJ's, uh, you know, ceremony the other night. Holy cow, does he look good, huh? Like he's in such tremendous, tremendous Okay, so let's do it. Like at some point, maybe next week, we'll do a top 10 list of the best conditioned retired hockey player, uh, Sabres hockey player. And I think Mike Weber and James Patrick are going to be at the top of the list. And then after that. How is James Patrick 60 years old? Are you kidding me? Michael Pekka is going to be on the list because Pex was there and he looked fantastic. Like I think we're going to have a list of, of guys and I will not figure me, Rob Ray and Eric Bolton would not be on that list. Well, a few more St. Louis. Sorry, Bolts. (laughs) <laughs> see i was trying to gloss that over so people didn't dwell on uh on your reference to eric bolton there um a couple other st louis things one of the most special um veterans uh day games i've ever witnessed and you know ken hitchcock and his love for history and he was the coach of the blues and they had actually um invited this veteran to be with them probably for a day or two before this game he was in yeah. his 90s and when the Blues lined up for the national anthem, this was in St. Louis, obviously. Um, you know, they're all they're all at the blue line. And David Backus, who was captain at the time, vacates his position on the blue line, goes down to the Zamboni entrance, and gets behind this veteran in his wheelchair and wheels him out to the blue line to be next to them for the anthem. And it was just like i mean what a what an incredible recognition and tribute and all of it and thank you know it was just it was it was so touching that david would do that in that moment and it did not feel scripted like it just felt like the most spontaneous thing you've ever seen someone do so i always think about that and because you were so young you would i, I don't know, you actually weren't even born the only time Buffalo and St. Louis met in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Buffalo had just been to the cup final year before. They were a top four team in the NHL in the regular season. They were facing a team that they were 33 points ahead of in the regular season in the St. Louis Blues. Best of three. 
They lose game one in St. Louis, five to two. Now they have the next two at home should they need them. The Sabres outshot the Blues in game two, 57 to 16, yet still needed an overtime goal from Danny Gare to extend the series. And then on the very next night, if you can imagine this, like back-to-back nights, home playoff games, again, for a third straight game, they outshoot the Blues. Don Luce scores the overtime winner. I saw a video of it this morning. Just this crazy spin-around, wind-up slap shot from the hash marks. And Buffalo advanced to round, well, I guess whatever round you want to call it, second round, but after the little best of three. And unfortunately, there for the first time. (laughs) And... uh, um. I guess an omen or a precursor of things to come. <laughs> they would lose to the Islanders in the next round. Yeah, we <laughs> the, talked about that. The, when the we team that they those. simply couldn't. And the Islanders, of course, would. Oh my gosh, you want to talk as like if you're ever talking about teams that are overcoming adversity. Um, I mean, the Islanders went to the semifinals like three or four times before they ever finally broke through. So anyway, the goalie for the Blues that year, Stanowski, Ed Stanowski, Stanowski, yeah, Ed Stanowski. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry Desjardins played the yes. went the distance for the most part for the Sabres got pulled there in game one. Back with Ed Phil Stanowski the- from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Love it. And we are back <laughs> after this with Phil on the blank here on Sabres Live. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.